0: Happy 2022. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and bringing you all sorts of fun facts and whatever all about the Los Angeles Kings. And today, the Ontario Rain. My name is Sarah Avampado, as always, host of this show. Glad to be here with you. Glad to be ringing in 2020, 20, 2022. Can't say that at all. Glad to be ringing in 2022 with all of you listeners out there. Uh, And I think that I can speak for all of us when I say that my greatest wish for 2022, aside from like an end of the pandemic and health and happiness for everybody, is also for the Los Angeles Kings to get their stuff together. Later this week, I think we're going to do some, you know, New Year's resolutions for the Kings. We've got a couple of days off uh, before they get back into action later this week uh, and hope to capitalize off of the momentum from their win over the Philadelphia Flyers. But I figured, since we don't have any Kings action for the next couple of days, we're going to talk about the Ontario Reign, who had a pretty fun game uh, last night at home against uh, the Bakersfield Condors. So we're going to check in on that uh, for today's episode. So without further ado, let's just get right into it and hear about the Ontario Reign. So it wasn't just the Kings that have been back in action. The Ontario Reign are getting busy too. And uh, they've had a little bit of a weird reintroduction back to hockey uh, after the winter slash also COVID break uh, for both AHL and the NHL. Uh, It's been a little bit of a rocky start for the Reign uh, coming back out of this break. Uh, They lost kind of embarrassingly to the Henderson Silver Knights the other day. We're not going to talk about that one because it was bad, Uh, but We are going to talk about their game on Sunday against the Bakersfield Condors. And here with me, I have special guest correspondent. Uh, You know him from previous episodes like What's Up with Vancouver and What's Up with the Rain, Part 344. We have Jason Hernandez from Locked on Ducks, a.k.a. special Ontario Rain guest correspondent here to uh, give us the details on Sunday nights or Sunday afternoon, I guess, the action over in Ontario with the Rain Uh, They won this one three to two in overtime, but it was an uphill battle to get there. So special guest rain correspondent. uh, What can you tell me about this game?
1: Good God. It was a weird game to begin with. First off, coming back to 2022 was a bit strange to see Lucas Parikh down on the bench because no Jacob Ingham, no Matt Villalta still. We don't know what's going on there. And the return of Jacob Moverari did not go quite as planned, unfortunately. Uh, Mo Rari had kind of a rough go at it at times. Uh, one thing that I did notice about this game, and I hate to kind of go there, but they kind of bunched really hard in their own zone more than once on this game. They were having some issues clearing the puck out of the neutral zone. They were having issues with making that indirect pass especially in the first period. The first period was kind of like a feeling out for both Bakersfield and the rain, but more so Ontario because they were looking pretty awful sloppy (laughs) on defense the first 45 minutes of the game as evidenced by that two goal deficit they had early on. Um, I did kind of jokingly say, man, Austin's strand is out of position. What the heck is going on there? A lot of the players were playing out of position to begin with. To see strands that far out of position, like WTF, what's going on? Now, granted, the regular head coaches out there. John Vlowski is still out. So you had uh, coaches that are not normally on the bench, including the video coach who was down on ice level. Yeah, a little insider. The video coach was down there on this game during the afternoon. But overall, slow start. For the rain, especially defensively, and gotta give it up to Bakersfield for being the thorn on the side of certain rain players and goals players. Goals fans might want to back away from this one as well. Here's some familiar names that did it again. Vince Vincent DeHarnay kind of did his thing again. Seth Griffith, oh boy, Seth Griffith annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> and especially Cooper Morodi. Mm -hmm. public enemy number one in Southern California, Cooper Marody for both the rain and the goals. He did his thing again on kind of a really weird play. If you want to talk about that very briefly before I continue.
0: Yeah. I mean, Cooper Marody, first off, there was a stat that got put out. uh, I think it was uh, Jared Schaefer who put it out there. That was basically like Cooper Marody, like what, like 30% of his scoring or something has come against the rain Uh, On the broadcast on Sunday, uh, they pointed out that if you you look at his scoring overall, he's top, you know, whatever, 10 in the league or something. If you subtract all the points he has gotten against Ontario, they said he's not even like top 30. So this is a guy who just, like, every time we play Bakersfield, I'm like, here we go again with this guy.
1: How do you think goals fans feel about that? (laughs) (laughs) He's still in their nightmares from last season's, abbreviated playoff I mean you said 30% was against the rain Mm -hmm. probably 20% of that was against San Diego and the other 50% is against 10 other teams that's how much he likes to annihilate both of our AHL teams as it were but that goal itself was kind of a sloppy one Mm -hmm. Uh, looking from above the sky as you like to say once in a while Maroney's goal was kind of a sloppy crash the net Poor Garrett Sparks was just annihilated down there. They could have potentially called goalie interference, but that was his own guy getting in there. So Garrett Sparks tried his best to kind of flop around and keep the puck in front of him. But in fact, and replay did confirm this, the puck was under him and it did barely cross the line. So that was a long, long replay, but the replay confirmed it and Marodi did get a goal. Already he's approaching double digits in goals this season, which I know you're shaking your head. He's starting to get close to Martin Burke. Ah, Why? It's a disgusting stat, all those goals. But going back to just the defense in general, they did collapse around Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks probably didn't want that one back because the team did try, but there was a little bit of a breakdown there as well. However. Sparks did make life difficult for himself in general. There was one play where he just completely left the net and had to go back and make a spectacular save, or as a certain YouTuber would say, tend the goal. That's all you have to do is tend the goal.
0: I mean, having spent time watching Garrett Sparks when he played in Chicago and also having watched a little bit of the Marlies when he was there too like that's kind of peak Garrett Sparks and I mean you see this from tons of goalies it's not just him but it's like oh wow this spectacular save where he has to dive across the crease well maybe if you wouldn't have been 10 feet out in the first place in the other direction you wouldn't have to be doing like acrobatics to make the save but whatever like but it, it, it was he he was he was there when the team needed him to be yes uh, he was in, in, for you know, what it's worth right and you talked about the the beginning of this game being kind of a feeling out period uh the beginning the first period of the game shots were 6 to 9 uh in favor of ontario nice and then things yes exactly and then things exploded in the second period bakersfield with 18 shots ontario with 14 and continued into the third period 10 for Bakersfield 15 for Ontario so it was yep. just like everyone was easing their way into 2022 playing hockey and then was like ah screw it let's just put shots on net
1: that's exactly it everyone was putting shots left and right and this doesn't count all the blocked shots mm-hmm. I, I lost count on the amount of blocked shots I saw in the first period but it was something like maybe seven or eight blocks a piece mm-hmm. that was part of why the shots were not as high in the first period was Ontario's shins were getting bludgeoned in the first <laughs> period, leaving dense. And same with Martin Furk. Man, Martin Furk just likes to leave dents in guys, doesn't he?
0: Oh, yeah. That's so that that's was part of
1: thing. it as well. And then there was a very loud post <laughs> later on in the game. I don't you can probably hear that from outer space. <laughs> Third period Rain had a legit chance late in the game, rang off the post. But I think we got to talk about something else first, don't we?
0: I believe we do yeah so uh we've got to talk about snacks
1: yeah yeah because that game went so late I needed a snack and what better what better snack than built bar and those of you that cannot see which is none of you I'm holding up the white (laughs) chocolate cheesecake built bar and it is delicious and I think I gave you a couple for Christmas as well and They were great, weren't they?
0: You did. I was very excited to get to try them. They were exactly as delicious as I had been informed that they were. Uh, They both tasted like white chocolate and cheesecake, which are really two of my favorite things. Uh, And Built Bar delivered on their promises to be both tasty and healthy for you. So Built Bars, if you're looking for a snack, if you're looking for something to give you that like rush of sugar, but also in a healthy way. Well, built bars are there for you. You want to eat healthy, but sometimes that gets boring. I don't know about you, but I'm really sick of like, here's another protein shake. Here's some kale. Like, I just want to eat chocolate because of who I am as a person. And built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low calories, low carbs, high protein, and uh, really pretty darn tasty.
1: The only kale that Kings fans should like is kale no. plague.
0: No, no, I'm still make me sad during the ad read. I'm sorry. Oh man. So yeah, they don't have a kale flavored Bilt Bar. That would be antithetical to um, what Bilt Bar is all about. But if you are looking for something delicious, go and create a Bilt Bar stash of your own. So you always have one on hand. Go to Bilt.com and check out all of the great flavors available. They've got stuff like peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream, mint brownie, and lots of great limited edition flavors like that white chocolate cheesecake. So you're going to want to make sure you're always checking in on built.com to see what is new there. You can go there, built.com and use a promo code to get 15% off your order. Sir, what is that promo code?
1: LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5.
0: All right, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com.
1: Now, let's talk about those two goals by the rain late in the game, because there was a little bit of time. It looked like the rain were doing the same thing they did on the New Year's Eve game, mm-hmm. or they just kind of pulled back and said, we'll go to the next day. Yeah. No, to their credit, they did not give up at all credit to the first, the, the top two lines, especially they put in the work. And they were working hard on the forecheck to make it very difficult for the Bakersfields Condors, for what it's worth. And I especially liked towards the end of regulation, for what it's worth, Garrett Sparks, he left at the right time. And all of a sudden, you just saw Ontario pressing and pressing until they finally pulled through to tie that game up. That was great pressure all around, I thought.
0: Yeah. And, and this was a game, I mean, we, we talked about the Cooper Marodi goal and, you know, that was the end, very, very end of the second period, about four minutes left or so. Uh, and that was, it was very curious to see how the rain were going to respond to that in the third period, because, you know, it, it's a goal, the long layoff of having to review it. You can, you know, create some controversy over whether it should have been a goal or not. And then how does the team bounce back from that? How do they play? Do they just sort of, like you said, in the game against Henderson, just sort of slink away and be like well we'll try it again next time it's fine yeah the third period they came back strong from the very beginning
1: yep and um, I'm, g- I'm gonna say it yeah you know who yeah was, you, you know who was part of that comeback
0: gee um hmm. would it be the person who scored the opening goal for the rain yep yeah who who you, you, who is that you, exactly what who?
1: Gabe, gabriel velarde yeah yeah
0: you, you can say it yeah how you, how how, how have you felt about his performance since he's been uh, spending some regular time down there in Ontario?
1: He's looked good this season.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think about that goal he scored?
1: It was, a nice, it was a nice goal. What do you want me to say? He's not overrated.
0: Yeah, thank he's you. That's not. all. That's all. Yeah, That's all so. you wanted? <laughs> That's okay. all I wanted. That's all I okay. wanted. Um, yeah, Gabriel already got them on the board uh, in the third period. And you're like, okay, two to one. This is a good pushback. Like they're, they're showing some signs of life. Uh, But but
1: then the big moment was not the goal. It was before the goal, Mm -hmm. the day Harney tripping call. That was Mm -hmm. such a obvious tripping call. Yeah. And
0: he argued that like, it was obvious.
1: It was an obvious penalty. It was so obvious. You could call that with Braille. (laughs) And then the coaching staff did the smart thing by saying, you know, we're going to pull Garrett Sparks sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm with more than two minutes left. Usually you want to pull the guy with about a minute and a half minute left. No, they went aggressive and they went hard at it too. And who was the extra guys? Well, Jordan Spence was out there. Anderson Dolan came out. That was a perfectly executed six on four, which resulted in the Fagamo game tying goal.
0: Do you think the the Kings could learn something from them because they, have been, um, let's say abysmal at that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The best part wasn't the goal. The best part was the pass Mm -hmm. because they finally, finally got Stuart Skinner out of position. And that was the only way they beat him all night. His glove was great. His stick side was great. The only way to beat him was to cross the Royal road and get those cross ice passes and try to get him out of position that was darn near the only way to come back in that third period because throughout the game, he was making those saves left and right. You know, you couldn't beat him up top. You couldn't beat him down low. You had to get him moving left to right as much as possible. And fortunately they did that in the third period.
0: Yeah. And the the fact that it was a power play goal as well, you know, it's something they pointed out on the broadcast of the rain have one of the best power plays in the league And so to see them, you know, the the power play they scored on was their fourth opportunity of the game. And to see them kind of continually be frustrated on that and not really, really didn't have too many good chances at all, I'd say, on those power plays previously. There weren't a lot of moments where I was like, ah, they almost had it. So it felt a little bit like karmic, like, you know, destiny that the game tying goal uh, was scored on the power play, so the the one of the league's best power plays finally remembered who they are.
1: Yeah, and to do this against one of the top penalty killing road teams mm-hmm. as well, I thought was a cherry on top. You know, I don't know, if, I don't know if they mentioned this on the broadcast. I think I tried to like push it in there, but the Bakersfield penalty kill on the road—they're about ninety percent PK on the road this season. Mm. That's almost tops in the league.
0: That's terrifying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't so,
0: Bakersfield, like, where are they in the standings?
1: They are kind of close to the bottom in the division. They'd barely make the playoffs as of right now.
0: Fascinating. Yeah. All right, so Quentin Byfield saved the day for the Ontario Reign as they clawed back from a 2 nothing deficit to the Bakersfield <laughs> Condors. That was not a pun, but it is now.
1: Because Condors have claws.
0: Yes, they do. Brilliant. They, they, you're welcome. Uh Quentin Byfield saved the day, scored his first goal of the season uh anywhere because his first
1: point of the season, first
0: point of the season, uh, and chose a pretty great time to do it in the three on three overtime in this game. What did you see on that goal? Why does Quentin Byfield owe you personally $20?
1: (laughs) I guess we'll talk about that first. So, as soon as Quentin Byfield went out on the ice, and I have proof of this, by the way, we're Byfield had just gotten on the ice, and I may have said, oh, man, this is your time, cue. That's a direct quote. I said, this is your time, cue. and about five seconds later, he rears up, picks up speed in the neutral zone, and snipes one past Stuart Skinner for the game-winning goal, one of the sweetest shots I've seen all season in the American Hockey League. But I want to talk about what happened just a few seconds before that as well, because when I look at that goal, I think about what Quentin Byfield brings to the Ontario Reign and eventually back to Los Angeles Kings. The puck control was brilliant on that overtime. What I also liked was that he kept control for himself and didn't panic. As soon as he saw there was no play developing, the puck was brought out to the neutral zone and Quentin Byfield out in that zone started to gain speed on the opposite blue line, got past there, got past the defender, and sniped one in to win the game. So I think this is mostly Byfield, but also it really put Luke Esposito and Yanni Caldas on their heels because I don't think they anticipated that kind of speed on Quentin Byfield. No, they did not. I mean, it looked good on, on the TV. It looked even better from my vantage point on the opposite side. It looked good. It was a snipe shot just over the shoulder of Skinner. Ooh. Boy, that's that's a shot that I will write about for a while. I could talk about that one all day because you could just see the snap back of the stick. He put a lot of mustard on that one. One of my favorites to watch all season long. Ooh.
0: Yeah, the whole the whole play was I just Watching it, watching it in real time is one thing. Watching it unfold on the replay, once you know what's ha- what happened, was you know you just watch him control the puck with ease into the zone, get around the, the Bakersfield players to get be able, to be able to take that shot, and it was just one heck of a shot from a player who we all have really high hopes for. We know that he's going to be a great, important part of the Kings for for years to ta- to come, and it was really, really just delightful to see him come back in this game and, uh, and it. we've got more with Jason coming up right after this next on locked on Los Angeles Kings. So I guess the question is that rain fans are going to have, and the Kings fans are going to have how many more games are they going to get to enjoy his presence down in Ontario before the Kings uh, make a little phone call?
1: Uh, Do you want honesty hour here? Yes. Okay. Honesty hour. Um, He was a little bit invisible as was most of the team. During the first two periods, there was a couple lapses there. Um, there was one moment during the, I think, second period where he misjudged a pass. And I actually said a lot, oh, Quinn. So there's still a little bit. I don't think it's rookie mistakes. I think part of it is that he did have COVID. Maybe not Rust, but they're still trying to get back up to speed because not only missing games because of being under COVID protocol, but also don't forget, he missed a lot of time because of that idiot Christian Fisher. Can I say that here?
0: <laughs> I'll allow it. This I is a lot
1: coyotes. I was at that game. I was very pissed off about it. All the fans <laughs> wanted to like throw crap at, at Fisher <laughs> during that game. There's a reason well, I mean, there's multiple reasons why I want the coyotes to lose 50 plus games this season. That's one of them. That's the tip of the iceberg. As a course as a locked-on ducks host, I'm still <laughs> pissed off about <laughs> Arizona denying Stolarz of a shutout. So this is all the coyotes hate. That's they're fair. almost they're almost as hateable. Uh-oh. At least from a personal standpoint, I almost hate them as much as Vegas wow. this season. That's how much I, oh, I've been hating the Coyotes all season long. I hated that injury on Quentin Byfield so much. I hope they lose 55 games this season and I hope they lose their spot in Arizona. That's how bad it is. I hope they lose out and then move to Quebec city. But anyway.
0: I see. Robin, if you're listening, Robin from Lockdown Coyotes, I'm sorry.
1: I hate him. I hate him (laughs) right now. Badly. But. Nonetheless, we can't forget that Quentin Biff-Byfield missed that much time. That was a severe injury. I mean, first off, to see the ankle or his leg just kind of bend like that, to see him barely put any weight on that at Staples Center three months ago and to see how he's responded to that, it's been good to see him back. But you could tell there's still a bit of hesitance, or at least there has been at times. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing when it comes to those kind of early injuries is you get a little hesitant with trying to explode off of that leg. And that's happened at least on a couple of occasions. So I don't think it's a concern. I think he's just getting used to it, getting back to that 100% speed. Yeah. So if you want my honest perspective, maybe two more games.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, remembering the one game he got in before he got COVID um, you know, he, he looked good, but he, you could see at times he had, you know, the rust, he had the hesitancy, you know, not always making the right play. So yeah, this having to take this extra break between COVID holiday break games, getting postponed, of course, he's going to need more time to get up to speed, but it's going to put the Kings in an interesting position. It's one of those things where it's like, this is a good problem to have of, oh no, we have too many good players now. Um, because if you look down the middle, you have Andre Kopitar. He's not going anywhere. Phil Deneau, he's not going anywhere.
1: Nope.
0: Uh, and then Alex Turcotte, he's only gotten into two games so far, but he has looked good. I would not want to take him out of the lineup. You know, he's still, I agree. he still is making not, not quite rookie mistakes, but you can tell he's playing his first games in the NHL. But he look he he's looking good. I'm not watching him and being like, this is an egregious mistake. Like the game against Vegas was rough for him, but it was rough for everybody. And sure he made mistakes, but so did Drew Dowdy. So did Andre Kopitar. So I can't really get on him too much from that. But so you have him who I don't think should come out of the lineup. And then you have Blake Lazat who for as much as Kings fans have sometimes been frustrated by him. What does he do? It like, what does he bring to this team? He brings a ton to this team. I've Um, liked Lazat recently. He has. He has been good. He has been that energy line of his with him and Lemieux and what, usually Grunstrom, I think, is the other wing. And
1: I I think you and I talked about this last week when we saw a game together is I've been impressed with Blake Lazat recently Mm -hmm. because he's made plays where he will forecheck like crazy Mm -hmm. or he will make the hustle plays or he'll knock a puck loose that results in a high danger chance in favor of the Kings or you get a high quality shot off. So I've liked seeing the energy from Blake Lazat. That's the other reason why I say I think Quentin Byfield is going to get at least a couple more games in Ontario. They have that back-to-back next weekend, and it gives him more time. Mm -hmm. Granted, this is his sixth game with the rain this season. I know it seems like less, but it's already been six games kind of spread out but to get his <laughs> first point barely after six games i think he's just about there but because of that problem of the middle mm-hmm. you're going to have someone either out of position or you're going to have someone missing out the other thing taxi squads are back mm-hmm. do you want to put byfield on a taxi squad no you want to give someone like that more reps and if you're going to give more reps you may as well have him play the games In Ontario to continue getting those reps like he's still only 19 guys
0: which is unbelievable calm down
1: he's young (laughs) calm down
0: (laughs) I think that's that, that that's the great message to take for listeners to take with them about Quentin Byfield is he is here he's gonna be here for a long time so hold your horses let him you know let let him get back up to speed and then make the kings deal with the problem of too many good centers it's a nice problem to have i can name a lot of other teams who i think would like to have that problem
1: (laughs) there's a lot of other teams that want a quentin byfield right now
0: yes they can't have him he's ours
1: no no No. No. sorry (laughs) i could say the ducks could want him but the ducks have their own star center youngster i
0: don't i'm so by the way that he's likable i hate it uh,
1: I just want to say this on your podcast. No. But, okay.
0: <laughs> yes, go ahead.
1: R- R- Rookie of the month in December who posted a low light reel on his Twitter. <laughs>
0: yes, that was brilliant. I I hate, and we've talked about this on your show, but like they're doing so good at marketing this year. And Trevor Ziegler is such a like dopey marketable dude. Everything's coming up Anaheim and I hate
1: it. I would. I wish whoever's running the Kings' social would do this, Would take a page <laughs> out and say, "Hey, we've got some young guys of our own. We've got to promote the heck out of these guys. You know, I mean, promote the you, promote the heck out make, of Byfield.
0: Yeah, promote Byfield. You could make a whole highlight reel of Blake Lazat falling down on his own. Like, <laughs> you you. It would be great. I mean, also Blake Lazat, like tackling Brendan Lemieux after their goal. The goal they teamed up for. <laughs> was quite honestly brilliant it was it was delightful it was also a really stupid goal from Brendan demue um oh it Martin was Jones. hilarity ensued yeah it was it was great but uh yeah so that's the picture of the ontario rain we will close with uh, just a quick look forward what is coming up for the rain what's on the schedule what should fans care about
1: Fans should care about seeing the emergence of Quentin Byfield. They should also care about seeing TJ Tynan and Martin Ferk. Tynan and Ferk are still among the league leaders in the season, and you'll love to see it if you are a Rain fan. Martin Ferk did get a point in this game, so he's or two points rather. So he's up to his jersey number twenty-nine points on the season, fourteen goals, fifteen assists. You'll love to see it. And also, Gabe Velarde, he's looked good this season. That was his sixth goal of the season. I've liked watching him play. So you like to see these top-tier guys and even the prospects. Watch Velarde. Watch Byfield like crazy. Garrett Anderson Dolan, he's there. Tyler Madden, I love watching him play. There's some great, great talent on this team, some great young talent that are possibly in the future for the Los Angeles Kings. So, have that to look forward to, fans. Yeah. As far as schedules go, the rain have kind of a home schedule, a nice home schedule to start off with, but these are going to be tricky games. Saturday is against the San Diego goals. Yeah. So, I, I guess I have to cover that game. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. And then Sunday, they play the league leading. Stockton Heat, who won again. They obliterated San Jose Sunday night. Stockton is by far the best team in the Pacific Division. They have a record as of this recording of 19-3-2-1. What?
0: That's disgusting.
1: Yep. They have the second best safe percentage in the league, the best in the West. Sorry, Sarah, but they have a better record right now than the Chicago Wolves. But can you imagine if it's the Wolves in the heat? Oh, man. In the Western Conference final. Oh, That's going to be spicy. Yeah. But I would love to see Ontario versus Chicago.
0: Yeah. Sounds like That'd a field trip.
1: Yeah. Ontario, number two in the Pacific Division. So, fans, y'all got to come out to the arena because um, there was a lot of fans there dressed as seats Ooh. on Sunday. Can I say that?
0: Go watch the rain. Go watch, go watch the rain.
1: That's my way of saying, go watch the rain. They are fun. You could see great plays like that Byfield Snipe. Go out to Ontario and and say hi if you want to.
0: Well, I'm excited to get to see a little sneak preview for astute listeners. I'm going to be out in Ontario uh, next week so i will be getting to see the rain wrap oh. up their schedule next week oh you're,
1: you're you're gonna be here next week
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna be here be, be in town uh oh. largely coming to go probably have feelings about jeff carter but since i'm gonna be there the rain will be in town so i'm gonna go get to see them in person for the first time this season oh, uh which you, i'm pretty excited about so you,
1: yeah. you may as well come to the arena then
0: yeah i'm gonna come yeah. on come on down to ontario yeah, you,
1: you, you could drop by say hi
0: Yeah. Maybe like get like a, you know, a pizza, that gigantic mall next door for a minute and then uh, come on down and say hi to the rain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Come say hi.
0: Yeah. So that's my message and your message to all of you out there. Go to Ontario, go watch the rain. They are a fun team. They are one of the best in the league this year and really deserve the fan support of all y'all out there. So yes, thank you. To my guest correspondent, as always, for jumping on the show to give me the inside scoop on the Ontario rain. Uh, where can folks find you if for some reason they want to hear about Trevor Zegris?
1: <laughs> if they want to hear about the best rookie in the West for the month of December, they oh. can check out. I'm sorry. They can check out Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Uh, the Twitter for the show is at LO underscore Ducks or they could follow me on Twitter, at StimpyJD. Or if they want to say hi, I usually hang around the AHL rinks from time to time.
0: (laughs) All right, well, thank you as always for your perspective, and I'm sure we will uh, be chatting with you soon on the show again.
1: Of course, thanks again.
0: Thanks as always to special rain correspondent, Jason Hernandez, for jumping on the show. A pleasure to uh, get to hear from someone who has his eye directly On the Ontario rain. That is it for today. Make sure you come back tomorrow because we're going to continue the start of uh, this week with focusing on the Ontario rain because we're talking with Jeff Pope, who's the PA announcer for the Ontario rain. If you have been to a rain game, or if you've tuned into one uh, on a stream or online or whatever, you have heard him making all the important fun calls uh, at Ontario rain games. So I had a little bit of a conversation with him before the holiday break, and we're going to play that for you tomorrow on locked on Kings. We're going to have it both on audio and probably on the YouTube channel. So you'll get to see tomorrow's podcast episode as well. So make sure you come back to check that out. I had a lot of fun talking with him, not just about the rain, Uh, but also about his life as a Kings fan and how exactly he got to be uh, the PA announcer for the Kings, uh, for the Reign. So make sure you come back for that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for starting 2022 with me and the Ontario Reign. Make sure you're subscribed to this show so you never miss a future episode. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. And uh, go tell your friends all about it because uh, the Kings had a fun game and I'm hoping we've got more fun coming up. So make sure you come back tomorrow and every day this week for more Kings news here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.